Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dore at Insight Wealth Group. Good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dore. I want to thank you for taking a minute to join us today. I just want to remind you, as I do every week, on behalf of my compliance department, that what you're about to hear today should not be construed as individual investment advice. This is instead just my take and our firm's take on what's happening in the market and the economy. If you'd like to discuss it directly, I'd encourage you to give us a call here at the office. All right, so let's dive in. I'm going to get this out of the way fast. It's Fed Week. We all know it. On Wednesday, the Federal Open Market Committee will release their latest interest rate decision. As we have repeatedly said over the last 15 months, right now the Fed is the only game that matters, and the Fed is going to raise interest rates by 0.25%. There's simply no question about it at this point. Any other result would frankly be a shock to the market. There's currently, I believe, a 99.2% odds of a rate hike coming out of this meeting. So it's going to happen. But no one seems to care. In fact, I would argue that the June meeting was one of the most frustrating and confounding of any interest rate decisions since March of 2022, and yet no one cared. The market has been up strongly since the meeting. The market's up over 3%, 3.74% in the S&P, 2.98% in the NASDAQ. And at that pace, if you assume a 3% pace over those 40 days, that's a 28% annualized return in the market. That is not a little move. The market looked at what the Fed said last month and came to a conclusion. No one cares. But why? Why doesn't anyone care that the Fed is set on continuing rate increases in the face of rapidly falling inflation? What happened to the cries of recession, recession, recession? Well, economists are starting to hedge their bet. You know, last week in this podcast, we talked about embracing the good. It was a reminder that despite all the reasons we have out there to prepare for the worst, there is a lot of strength in the underlying economy. It turns out we're not the only ones thinking that way. Goldman Sachs on Wednesday released their latest recession forecast. In it, they have reduced the odds of recession in the United States to 20%. That was the lowest their odds have been since the Fed started raising rates in March of 2022. The main justification for their optimistic view? They believe the Fed can cut rates just on the basis of the fact that inflation is coming down instead of being forced to cut rates because of a recession. The simpler way of putting this, there is enough juice in the economy right now to last through these last one or two rate hikes. When you combine that with Goldman and the Fed's expectation that the Fed is going to lower rates by 200 basis points in the next two to three years, they think we're going to get the ever-elusive soft landing. But Goldman has been an optimist throughout this entire process. If you look at where they've been on inflation expectations, the highest they ever got was 35%. The market has seen that number right around 60% really since October. They've been far below the rest of the community when it comes to expectations for recession. The word on Wall Street this week, though, was that a number of those pessimist forecasters were starting to change their mind. In fact, there was a headline from Bloomberg this week that said, quote, U.S. recession becomes closer call as economists rethink forecasts. The first sentence from that article was very, very telling. It said, quote, some of the forecasters who were first out of the box to predict a U.S. recession 
are starting to hedge their bets as inflation ebbs and the economy remains resilient, end quote. If you look at the data in that article across the board, it all showed improvements. Improvements in their expectations for GDP, improvements in their expectations for PCE, for core PCE, you name it. Since last quarter, economists have gotten more favorable about what is happening in the economy. So you've got the economics box checked. Really, people are thinking the odds of a recession are much, much lower than they were before. And then we can go across the aisle and look at earnings. And we are in the midst of earnings season right now. And frankly, earnings are pretty solid. Now, there are a million ways to measure what has been a successful or a damaging earnings season. We've talked about this a lot over the years in this podcast, but it comes down to this. Are we beating the expectation or are we missing the expectation? Because even if expectations are very, very bad, but we beat them, that's a good thing. In fact, that's better than if expectations are very, very good and we just come in at very good. It's better to exceed bad expectations than it is to miss good expectations. Now, there's no question that year-over-year earnings for Q2 are going to be below the earnings of Q2 in 2022. We are now measuring against peak post-COVID in terms of consumer spending. It's going to mark the third straight quarter of lower earnings, but everyone already expected that. The key here is beating those expectations. A great way to understand this is whether earnings are surprising to the upside or the downside. And right now, the overwhelming answer is upside. As a matter of fact, if you break it out by sector, there is only one sector, materials, that has underperformed earnings so far. They've missed by 2.5%. But consumer discretionary has surprised the upside by 16%. Communication services by 15.7%. Information technology by 9.1%. Industrials by nearly 9 Real estate, financials, healthcare, energy, you name it. And the overall market has surprised the upside by 6.4%. The better news right now, however, is that it looks like we're getting to the end of this earnings recession. The belief right now is that this will be the last down quarter for earnings and that we'll see a spike in Q3 followed by a very good run over the next 12 months or so. If those expectations prove to be accurate, and they have historically tracked pretty well, That means that next year we are going to see a big jump in earnings for the S&P 500. As a matter of fact, the expectation is that we'll jump from about 218.5 to about 245.5 for earnings in the S&P next year. That is a 12.31% growth in earnings predicted in 2024. That would be the biggest we've seen since the post-COVID spike of 2021 and only a little bit smaller than the spike we saw in 2017. Other than that, if you go back for the last decade, this would be the third best year for earnings in the last decade. So what does all that mean for this week? We've established so far that the Fed is going to raise rates this week. Really no question about that. We've also established that economists are getting more optimistic, less concerned about a recession. And we've also established that there's pretty good optimism in the market. It looks like things are turning in the right direction. So what does all that mean for this week? It doesn't mean anything. This week... No matter how much everyone's ignored the Fed for the last month, they are going to be the loudest voice in the room this week, and everyone's going to pay attention. A negative or slightly more hawkish tone from the Fed is certainly going to impact the market in the coming days, much as it did in the first few days after the June meeting. But it's important to remember 
This is the last Fed meeting until late September. If we can simply muddle through this one and get some good market and economic results in the meantime, it might just be possible that a month from now, no one cares about what the Fed said, just like we're experiencing from the June meeting. And more importantly, by the time we get to the September meeting, we should have two more really good inflation prints that should drive us in a much better direction for this economy. So we'll leave it there for this week. As always, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to give us a call here at the office. You can reach us at 515-273-1333, or you can always visit us on the web at www.insightwealthgroup.com. I hope you have a great week, and I look forward to touching base with you again soon. Take care. Securities offered through Arate Wealth Management, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Arate Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment firm. 